Welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast. I am a host. <laughs> uh, all right. Wow, a real host. All right, sorry. I was trying to. I was gonna try to quickly come up with some what a name like Sammy does, and that drew a blank. I'm sorry. You keep calling Discord Discus. I really don't think there's any hope for names right now. <laughs> Why, Sammy? You want to give me a good Transformer name? Uh, uh, I'm looking at the, 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 the Dinobots, but I can't combine your name with any of them. It's like, Charles. <laughs> uh, I tried. Fine, I'll just be Sean Locke. What? Are we going to redo this at this point? Sure, let's just redo this. Fine. <laughs> Damn, I must have something cool. Alright, so, uh, welcome to the podcast, and this is your host, Sean, who isn't creative enough to come up with a Transformer identity name. Oh, I, I, I'm Sammy Locke. <laughs> hey, I just tried to use <laughs> Sean Locke. Yeah, and you didn't. Oh, I thought you didn't respond because it was bad. <laughs> no, it's just because I was thinking about it first. Oh. I was, like, so ready. <laughs> Uh, betrayal on the podcast. I mean, me, Sammy Locke, says it's a good idea. <laughs> and, uh, Thomas, you are? I'm still just Thomas since <laughs> I'm I'm banned from using my, uh, GoBot names. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't even been a minute and there's already mentioned a GoBot. <laughs> okay, segue. Already, I remember last podcast, I, I uh... I guess I was so excited to talk about how my wife watched Transformers Prime, I forgot to mention how bad Cyberverse was and why I dropped it. Like, none of you have watched it, right? No. I watched the first episode, and Bumblebee was annoying because he speaks only in generic radio commercials and songs because they can't buy the rights to real commercials and songs on an internet show. They all sound very generic, and Bumblebee just comes off really annoying. The only thing I like is because Windblade is there. But, unfortunately, even she can't uh, save the show. And then when they have a flashback to Cybertron in episode 3 or 4, do this anymore. This is just trying to... And it's not even trying to do anything new. It's the same stuff. It's the same stories all over again. So I was just like, I don't know if this is for me. I mean, maybe if it's good for the next new generation of kids or something. But I was just like, there's nothing new here. And all the stuff just seemed to be an imitation instead of something new and different. I think it is supposed to be aimed for the younger kids. I guess you're not really into the fact that they're just really just harping on the same thing they've done before, but... Prime was trying to do something similar but different, and then Robots in Disguise was like, we're just doing something completely different, and that and both of those worked, I think. But now it's like they just are going back to doing the same thing they did with Robots in Disguise by only focusing on Bumblebee and then trying to do almost what Prime did, but then not do anything different about it. Like, they went back to Cybertron, and it's just, let's get the AllSpark away from Megatron for the, like, fourth iteration of a series. Uh, Yay. <laughs> and so it's like, well, I blew up in the portal and lost my memory and came to Earth, like, spoilers. And that's why he has no memory for the last however many years or decades he's been missing from Cybertron. He's been on Earth. Windblade's helping him reconstruct his memories, and I think that's the show. Is like every episode is going to be like a flashback mixed with mixed with uh, what they're doing in the present. 
Yeah, I would say, I guess what you're describing, I would say that, you know, they're trying to do, I don't know, present some of the something similar to the original material Mm -hmm. so that parents can have an easier time introducing something familiar to their kids. But then all this other memories and going back to Cybertron and all Spark stuff sounds like nothing like the old material. But maybe that is on purpose where they're like, you know, here's a little new stuff. Here's a little old stuff for, for the younger kids. I don't know. I just wasn't into it. Maybe I'll watch it again like a few years from now and be different about it. I mean, maybe it will be successful. I mean, maybe it has a lot of fans. I don't really know anything about it at the moment. Just the four episodes I saw. But, like, what I saw just didn't make me want to continue beyond that point. How long is it? I think it's only 13, like, 10-minute episodes. Oh, and how far did you get? Four episodes. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This isn't another Machinima production, is it? No, it's just a different... It's not that um, bad. It's Yeah, see, I almost wonder if... That I'm sitting be better, here wondering, so. like, should I check it out? But if it's anything close to that Machinima stuff, I hell no, I'm not. <laughs> well, no, it. can you watch the first few episodes, Thomas, and let me know how it compares? Because I almost want to watch the Machinima stuff to see if it's as bad as this one. No, no, it's worse. Oh, it's it worse. Okay, so much worse. Uh, I guess. But at least, at least Machinima, it's like it's so bad, it's funny. Okay. Eh. Because I, I will make fun of it for like till high heavens, <laughs> but I will not watch yeah, it. Again. I tapped out on the Machinima stuff real early. I think I watched two and a half episodes, and the episodes were about five minutes long each. <laughs> That's about <laughs> as much as I can take. I watched uh, the entire first season. Oh, uh, and I'm watching I, still I, all of Beast Wars, like two, look, look, the Japanese one. Sorry, go ahead. Look, look, at least, at least Cyberverse. An entire episode, literally an entire episode of Starscream just screaming in the background. There's other shit going on, and yet <laughs> there's other stuff going on, and yet you just hear his voice in the background continuously wailing. And I'm like, wow, someone thought this was a good idea. Uh, is that the second episode where they're on Starscream's ship and he keeps yelling at them while she's hacking into Bumblebee's memories? Because no, he can't really no. do anything? No, like I'm pretty sure, or I think it was a couple of episodes later because like he was being destroyed or something, and so like that's why he was screaming because he was hurt. Oh, so you like, watched it, was it all? Literally, it was literally, yeah, I did. Okay, like it was literally yelling. It was not like words. It was a continuous sound. <laughs> <laughs> but did you? So did you enjoy Cyberverse though, Sammy? I've only watched like two episodes, and I was like, eh. Uh, I thought you. I thought you were talking about Cyberverse for a minute. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the machinima. <laughs> oh, okay. That Starscream stuff actually sounds pretty amusing. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, no, it's hysterical. I the whole time just imagining the scenario that you're talking about. Yeah. So Thomas, my my wife laughs a lot at all the scenes that Starscream's in, and I'm like, and I was like, this is why Thomas doesn't like Starscream in this iteration is because he's kind of a joke the whole first season. Cyberverse or robot in disguise? Ro- uh, no, uh, Transformers Prime. Oh, Prime. <laughs> I, uh, look, Starscream oh. is a great character in Prime. Yeah, I, did I ever say that? I thought I did like Starscream the whole I, time. I thought you didn't like how he was the punching bag a lot, like of the jokes and of the Decepticons. 
they always made him not powerful. I, mean, I thought you told me you didn't like completely like his characterization on that show. Yeah, it's been a while. I I, I understand what you're saying, but I, now I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe I did have an issue because it's certainly different. It, it kind of reminds me of how he was used in the Michael Bay movies and. I think the Michael Bay movies use them a lot worse. Any iteration that has uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, a generic human, kill your Starscream is probably the worst Starscream universe. <laughs> but anyway, unless someone wants to talk about more random Transformers related stuff. Look, I could talk about Starscream from Prime all day, so uh, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I have been playing, actually, Transformers Prime, the video game, on the Wii also. And okay, I'm like it's so done. good. <laughs> I'm like, this is just like an episode of the TV show where you get to play as the characters. It's I, I have it for the 3DS or DS or whatever, and, oh. like, it's so dumb and so good, and I just love playing as Starscream and Knockout. Oh, in the multiplayer or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have the DS, so there's no cutscenes. You just get a still images with the voice acting. Yeah. So I'm 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 assuming the 3DS actually has cutscenes. No, I think I just had it for the DS. Like I don't remember what system I had it for. Like I just the only thing I cared about was the fact that I could play as Knockout. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a multiplayer on the Wii, and you can be everyone with Breakdown, but he's the least uh, memorable Decepticon eh. anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't say that to a. Uh knockout breakdown shipper yeah well (laughs) anyway so this episode is about the transformers generation one the dinobots so before we completely unrelated to all the things we were just talking about yes that was the breaking the ice conversation before we begin this awesome segment So we're going to go over the original toy quote and description for the five Dinobots. Can anyone actually name each Dinobot and what they transform into? Obviously, we all remember Grimlock is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but do we remember any of the others? I only ever remember the one, the flying guy, but I want to see if you guys do. Yeah, Swoop is a pterodactyl. Pterodon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's a di- there the is a genus difference of about a hundred thousand years. Dinosaurs. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually know that if that's real or not. Oh, man, <laughs> whatever. I got it right. Slag, sludge. No, <laughs> sludge is the brontosaurus. I think. Okay, there is one named Sludge. Okay, so yes. slag, sludge, swoop, Grimlock, <laughs> snarl. Oh. Snarl. Yes. No, I actually do recognize all those names, so which is which? Eh. Well, Swoop is the bird. <laughs> he is the bird. Um, who's the, the, the Stegosaurus? He was from the second set. What was his name again? Uh, Slag? No. Snarl. Snarl yes. and Swoop. So Slag, Sludge, and Grimlock are the, are the first set. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, slug. And you said sludge turns into a brontosaurus. Mm-hmm. What was Triceratops is slag. Yes, that's all of them. We got you guys. Got them all. Yay! Teamwork. <laughs> uh, super fans, right here. Dinobot super fans. <laughs> I'm I'm not. There's no mask here. Which of you wants to start us off with Grimlock? Me, Sammy Lock, will read Grimlock. <sighs> Fine. I agree <laughs> with strong Sammy Lock. Such a strong reader. Jesus. <laughs> I regret this now. <laughs> Oh, all right. <clears throat> so Grimlock's quote is, "Among the winners, there is no room for the weak." His description is the most fearsome and powerful Dinobot. Although dedicated to the Autobot cause, he resents authority. Cold, merciless, but a valiant warrior. Has contempt for the weak, including all humans. Great strength. Uses jaws to break almost anything in two. Carries an energy sword and galaxial rocket launcher in Dinobot mode. Other than arrogance and lack of speed, he's got no real weakness. <laughs> I have um, a lot of questions. They, they didn't mention the effect, what, that he could fly, shoot fire, shoot lasers, and like... Uh... Also, when did he hate all humans? Well, that was his original description. I'm surprised he didn't have a I hate all humans till he met a little girl and helped her, you know save her parents' lives from the Decepticons and have some kind of <laughs> random episode where he learns that me, Grimlock, find out that not all humans are bad just because they're weak. Uh, he, I guess he came to that decision even though the only humans he's hung around with is Sparkplug, Spike, and Chip. I mean, see, if <laughs> I really hung says... around those three, I would hate humans. Yeah, exactly. It really says a lot. That validates all of the hatred everybody has for them. <laughs> all right, what was his fate after the movie? So, he survived and was featured in the movie despite the point of the movie being to introduce new characters, and he appeared in season three. After the series, Wheeljack placed Grimlock's brain in a new body, that turned into a Ford Mustang so his mind wouldn't deteriorate further. Thank you, Wheeljack. <laughs> okay. Uh, the deterioration in the Japanese writing is a continuity reason for why the Dinobots got stupider between... Stupider! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with stupider? It's not a word. <sighs> it says it's correct under Microsoft Word spellcheck. There is no underline. It's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to dictionary.com right now, and I will prove you wrong. <laughs> if the Oxford Dictionary... I feel like it's appropriate for Grimlock, but now I'm just waiting for the answer, because then my teachers could be wrong for like five million years, apparently. They drilled in my head that stupider is uh, not a word. Comparative adjective, stupider. I hate this. Maybe it's like a grammatical thing. Anyways, anyway, uh, English yes. lesson for today. Don't listen to your English teachers. Uh, <laughs> it might have been added after they taught it to you, for all you know. That's true. Dictionary is going to make me look like a fool. I mean, language is constantly changing. That's why, you know, Laser Core eventually became the spark of a Transformer, right? All right, right. That's no, how that that's... works. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, the, the, the continuity between season two and three... Uh, sorry, season two in the movie. Uh, because if you need continuity errors fixed, you look into a Japanese manga. 
totally makes sense. Yes. He later got his body rebuilt, or time was altered so he never became a car. We don't really know. He could look exactly the same, so he'd appear in the Japanese Headmasters cartoon for his last appearance. Since the car story was made after, but took place before, uh, timey-wimey. Yeah. So he did have one final comic appearance where he was at the trial of the alien that created Unicron that had characters from multiple timelines at different universe characters appear for it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when your brain stops working because you're like, uh, these it's a whole timeline, mess. multiple person reality stuff. I'm just like, blah. After it's that. not multiple personality disorder. No. He's still Grimlock. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, do I keep going with the fun facts? Sure, let's have some fun facts about our Grimlock. Yeah! So... Uh, every incarnation of Grimlock comes up with a reason for his stupidity. In the Marvel comics, he wasn't that stupid, if I recall. He just impatient and angry. The UK said he spoke stupid to hide his intelligence because he believed intellectuals were weak. The Dreamwave comic <laughs> said it was a virus, whereas the current IDW comics state he's just brain damaged, <laughs> which is probably the worst way to go out of all of these. So, the other fun fact is that his original name choices were Trapjaw, Jawbreaker, Tyrannobot, and Tyrex. Tyrex is dumb and... Tyrex sounds like one of those... <laughs> what are those building blocks for kids in the early 2000s that you make that aren't Legos? Oh, gosh. Duplo? The... Duplo, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds like that would be a creature on those brands. Duplo and Tyrex, buy yours today. Uh, Oof. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad they went with Grimlock. So anybody want to say anything about Grimlock, or are we moving on? Me, Grimlock, have nothing to say about Grimlock. <laughs> okay. I want to read the, the Stegosaurus next. Okay, wait. Did Thomas have nothing to say? Oh. The Stegosaurus has a name. That's what I have to say. I was going to say Snarl. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, his quote is, Only in war is there happiness. So we have another bloodthirsty Autobot for Thomas. All right. We're going to need to start a counter of these soon. It'll end up being like half the cast of the G1 at some point. An unhappy loner of few words and fewer options finds joy only in battle, hates his Dinobot form, and longs to return to Cybertron. Wait, return to Cybertron? Anyway, large golden plates on spinal assembly are solar collectors. Dot, dot, dot. Strength increases tenfold in sunlight. Tail can shatter 20-foot concrete cubes. Armor hide resists most missiles. Vulnerable to nighttime attacks due to his weaker state. Slow, uncooperative nature hinders others from helping him. Okay. So, that was Yeah, no, my one issue is really the return to Cybertron since he wasn't made in Cybertron. (laughs) I know. Maybe then when they created those uh, backstories on the cards, they didn't know that yet. That was going to happen yet. Yeah, I'm guessing. So did they just create Transformer Life from scratch? I think Beast Wars was the show where they kind of said that, you know, all the new Transformers that showed up in that show actually existed in a previous form. So this show doesn't have that at all, like G1? Well... They do eventually say that the reason the Dinobots are so dumb is because they were created on Earth, I think. Because real Transformer life has to be created from the Matrix. I mean, from the Vector 
Sigma up on Cybertron. It basically means they don't have a soul, is basically what I get from that. So I'm surprised there's not an episode called Grimlock Gets a Soul, and he goes around and, you know, tries to find one on Cybertron. I don't know. Maybe there's a fan fiction out about something like that. So basically any other Transformer introduced in the show, they're actually from Cybertron. I guess they came through on the uh, space bridge. Yeah, everyone else will be introduced. I mean, they will say the Constructicons were made on Earth by the Decepticons, but then they'll retcon it and say they always lived on Cybertron And a few episodes later. Everyone, technically afterwards, just was always there and they never appeared, or they show up from Cybertron later or something. Oh, okay. So their fate after the movie. In the movie, Snarl wasn't actually there at the Autobot City battle, but then he magically appeared in the aftermath with everyone, before mysteriously vanishing again until everyone was reunited on Junkion. So where was he? How would anyone know? If you guessed, because the Japanese manga explained where he was, this time you're actually wrong. There was actually, uh, I found a script reading of voice actors at BotCon 2014 that basically makes fun of this fact by having him teleport to some other universe (laughs) with a group of other uh, displaced Transformers from other continuities, like Transformers Rescue Bots or Transformers Animated RC is there for some reason. Now that makes sense. And like IDW Ultra Magnus is also there. And then the ma- the Ravage who looks like a real cat is also there. And it's just like a random 40-minute uh, script reading that I downloaded and have now on my files. That's beautiful. <laughs> Narl, instead of listening to the guy that called him there, just goes, F you, and goes and fights them. <laughs> Wait, uh, sorry, I have, to, I have to clarify something. Yeah. Um, which IDW Ultra Magnus? I know. That's what I said. Uh, Sammy, don't ask me which IDW Ultra Magnus it is in the notes. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> don't tell me not to do it. It's thing. actually right there in the notes. So I don't know because <laughs> I didn't listen to the thing yet. We'll save that to, for when we review the movie. <laughs> fair, fair. Fun facts. He was originally going to be named Stegbot. I mean, were they all going to be called that? Bronobot, Terabot. Actually, that one would kind of work. And not Stegabot. Like, the other Dinobot name, for some reason, because all the others had, like, the vowels in it. Oh, his Italian name is Stego. That makes sense. Like, Very like simple. Go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'll probably go Stego. <laughs> and That's he's... a fanfic somewhere. And long before can people complained about there being two, uh, two Tyrannosex, Tyrannosaurus uh, Rexes... <laughs> On Robots in Disguise in the Prime Universe, there were two Stegosauruses in the G1 Universe, because later in Season 3, Soundwave will get a mini Stegosaurus cassette. That is all I have what? to say about Stegosaurus. What? Why? Does it... I guess I don't know what form of cassettes he has right now. I don't know all of the forms, but it seems like the ones that I do know, they all serve... A specific purpose. What purpose could a Stegosaurus serve? Well, I, if you remember when we recorded that episode with all the cassettes, he get, he's apparently supposed to be like espionage, but he also damages the sound files because he's always getting into fights along the way, or he, or he's too slow to get the intel in time. So it's like, what is his purpose? Yeah, I mean, Ravage could already do that. He already does that. His purpose is to fail. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, 
So anyway, Thomas, you want to rig Slag, the Triceratops. Slag. I have no need for friends, even less for enemies. And yet you're part of a group. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, he really does it. (laughs) Well, I I guess we don't have to go in it. None of the quotes. Most of the quotes don't make sense for the actual TV show characters. That none of them wanted to get along with anybody else or people. (laughs) All right, his description. Slag is enormously strong, disruptive, and just plain mean-spirited, and often brawls with his comrades, which is why they seldom help him when he's in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) That's so... That's so mean. (laughs) Like, he's in the middle of a battle, and they're just like, yeah, I'm not going to respond to this call. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that makes sense. I remember what you did last time. You got into a fight because you thought I cheated when I didn't at all. So you can be stuck out there fighting Decepticons. (laughs) Despite his nasty, rash personality, he does share their dislike for authority. His mouth shoots 3,000 degrees Celsius flames up to 80 feet, and he enjoys melting enemies in the pools of liquid metal. He isn't too bright and likes shattering brick buildings with his head. He also uses an electron blaster in Dinobot mode. Why is it specifically brick buildings? I still don't remember any of them ever having personalities, even with them being in the Transformers movie. Like, I don't get a sense that any of the the, the four other Dinobots have personalities, except what I read on this description. Yeah, okay. Moving on to his fate after the movie. So I guess he was in the movie and... In- <laughs> Also in season three of Headmasters. No, no, was... season three of the G1 and then Headmasters. That's it. Sorry. That's like, that's it. Like they really don't, none of the Dinobots really have any interesting. It's just they're in those three things and that's all. Okay, hold up. Hold up. We're going to, we're going to back that up a little bit Sorry, because yeah. uh, Slag, all right, well, it's not after the movie, but during the movie, he's actually, like, kind of important. Like, he's okay. Like, he had some fun parts. His eyes pop out of his head. Like, it's fine. <laughs> he's the one that crushes the door down on somebody and goes, excuse yeah. me, you know? Like, it was good. Like, he, he had some prominent lines. <laughs> fun facts. Though he isn't in the 2016 Robots in Disguise show, he does have a figure from the series. His name's Slag is a curse word for the IDW comics. Slag is also a real term of abuse in the UK, so he was renamed Snarl in the early 2000s when a figure for animated, uh, for the animated. Then when the PS3 and Xbox Cybertron games came out, since there would now be two Snarls, he, he was renamed again to Slug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember playing that game and going, I don't remember Slug being a real name of these guys but then i just rolled with it and continued playing i was like maybe i got a faulty memory or something i don't know i don't know just <laughs> the names just keep changing every five minutes though i did like the italian name that he has and that's trisex yeah yeah when you said it i real like we're obviously all looking at the thing yes but then you said it and i was like oh no Okay. It looks cooler would... than it actually sounds. <laughs> nope. 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 So, uh, moving on to Swoop. 
Okay. Yeah, I get to do the pterodactyl. So his quote is, Fear can hit targets unreachable to bullets. <laughs> like, okay. is he hanging out with people who use guns <laughs> or something? Uh... I'm good. I'm good. Uh, his description is, uh, enjoys watching enemies scatter before him as he dives down from the sky. Considers spreading fear his greatest weapon. This Dinobot's kind, good-natured side, disguised by his horrifying form, even his comrades shy away. Flies at 250 miles per hour. Air-to-air missile launcher under each wing fires missiles equivalent of 5,000 pounds. TNT, 8-mile range. As robot uses launchers in 4,000 degrees Celsius thermal sword. Fragile wings vulnerable to enemy firepower. Hold up. So every one of these guys can breathe fire, but he's the only one that has an ice power, and it's an ice sword. Wait, what? All the Dinobots can breathe fire. No, no, I heard you, but, like, he he has a hot sword. It's a hot sword. Oh, oh, my God. All right. I thought I... (laughs) I thought I read that as, like, negative But, but actually, I'm confused because I thought it was the Stegosaurus that had the sword. What if they all have swords? They just pass around the sword. <laughs> well, they already passed around their names to each other, so it's yeah. a reason to believe. They're like, if I'm Snarl, does that mean I get the sword down? He's like, fine. <laughs> His fate after the movie is the same as Slag Slug whatever. Got the movie, got season three, and he's got Headmasters. Uh, some fun facts. Uh, he has more toys than Snarl, Slag, and Sludge because he has a third page on the TF Wiki site just for them, as opposed to the others who only have two. And I mean, I don't blame anybody. He's a bird. Yeah. But it's a great. One of his original names was to be Dive Bomb and also just simply Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Wing is just poetic. It's too poetic yeah. for a Dinobot. So, Swoop is not technically a dinosaur. The classification of... Are we really doing a dinosaur yes, lesson? we are here to tell people the facts, okay? SparkCast is all about truth and... <laughs> Justice. The dinosaur yeah. way. <laughs> yes. So, this is okay. just a basic lesson. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, the classification <laughs> of animals goes like this. Kingdom, phylum, clade, order. Oh, God. <laughs> order, suborder, family, subfamily, and genus. Genus? Uh, it's been a really long time since I've taken any class. Uh, <laughs> all are in the same kingdom and phylum, but then split into the clade stage with dinosaurs having two clades. So... <laughs> yep, go ahead. Have fun with these. <laughs> <laughs> Sarishia or Ornithischia, with pterodactyls being part of the Pterosauria order. <laughs> Since they are all sister clades, this means that dinosaurs and pterosaurians descended from a single ancestor. Why? There, now we helped people who listen to the podcast learn something today. There's going to be 500 of these people being like, yes, that all these things are wrong. Hey, I reviewed multiple science websites for this. I'm glad you did. <laughs> okay, so the, fine. The last, the last. <laughs> Sorry. I'm glad you did. We all learned a lesson here. I had 
I didn't remember anything from my... I keep trying to call it biology class, and I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> so anyway, the last fun... F- fun little, little, the last fun fact about Swoop is that he was never released as a toy in Europe. Because I guess Europe's hate birds or something. Robot birds. That's my explanation. If we're all silent here, Thomas, you want to go to Sludge? Sludge, the brontosaurus. Stop your enemy. Crush him under your feet. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. His description. Likes to make his presence known. A footstep can be heard and felt in a three-mile radius. Gentle and shy, but terrifying and unstoppable in battle. Like other Dinobites, dislikes Optimus. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Exert 40,000 PSI via feet. Enough to shatter a bridge. Immense strength and endurance. Adept at fighting in water, swamp, and jungle environments. Slow, not too clever, often victim of the calamities he causes. I'm often I'm thinking of that book where what's his name the the pile driver from Soundwave's chest like in that book we read where he made the earthquake and then fell inside of it now I'm just imagining Sludge doing the same thing because as we saw in the cartoon he can apparently also cause a straight line earthquake and have yeah. people fall inside of it is fate after the movie <laughs> is fate <laughs> Both of us are like, I don't understand. I don't remember any of this. Okay. (laughs) Like all the Dinobots, they only got one episode of Headmasters. I guess the robot dinosaurs aren't popular in Japan. I feel like they would be. It's Japan. They're not big enough. In the cartoon, he was one of the first three Dinobites made. He was almost named Drive and Bronton. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought that second one sounded like a regular like dinosaur name rather than just a cool robot dinosaur name. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my any... with my friend. Sorry, it actually sounds just terrible. It doesn't sound like <laughs> regular anything. No, no, like I'm gonna go hang out with my friend Bronton. <laughs> <laughs> like we gotta go, we're gonna we're gonna go hit up that bar over there. Yeah, Bronton. <laughs> Bronton gonna start some fights. I'm done. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, does anybody have anything else fun to say about, you know, Bronto, Sludge, all those people before then? These Dinobots are awful. (laughs) And I don't get how, um, yeah, so what was it? Slag became uh, Snarl? So I'm like, well, who did they call Snarl in an animated? Weren't all five there? Were there only four Dinobots in animated? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. That was the real research we should have done. Well, like, the Dinobots were only in two episodes of Animated. No, they were pretty frequently appearing in that show, I remember. Because they were always having some reason to go back to that island. Maybe three times, but, like, once they get to the island, there's only one other time that they visit them. I know that Prowl goes and visits them. Yeah, no, I guess there's another one with Bumblebee. I would say three at most. Are you just looking it up right now? Yes, I am. That's why I'm very silent. Oh, wait, no. I know who Prowl is. He's the police car, right? Well, now there's Swoop. There's the Triceratops. Has a name. Snarl is the Triceratops. 
There's only four in animated. That would be why that happened. They didn't use all five. I don't know. I shouldn't be doing research while filming the podcast. So I'm going to say I do not know the answer, so I cannot be proven wrong later. Fair. That's a good answer. (laughs) But I do have something truly ridiculous that I discovered while trying to research the Dinobots. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. There is a canon comic book that was released when Transformers, all three series, were released on DVD. All four volumes that collected all of it had a comic book in four parts that was about the Dinobots becoming a combiner called The Beast. And it's apparently very infamous for being very very bad, and also because they are forced to merge by tentacles that pop out of their body. What? I am not even joking. They're like, it's it's happening again, Rawr! and then the tentacles spread out and form them all into the combiner again. Was somebody reading Kiss Players while writing this? I don't, uh, I don't know. And and they actually had an interview. With the guy who wrote it, who did, who doesn't, I guess he didn't think it was that bad as people made it out to be, I think. His, like, interview was also connected to the comic that was on the entry. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is hilarious. Like, I have to own this. I must find it. But, you know, no one has that anywhere on the internet. So it's going into my missing collection for now. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that ever again. I, no, if it's good or bad, you cannot forget history. I mean... What if we just didn't like that there was a certain genus Stop. and then it came back because it had evolved <laughs> and we had discounted that genus and now it was attacking us and trying to take over Earth? What? <laughs> Don't. Uh. I mean, okay. Also, this was kind of interesting. There's an anime called Brave X Kaiser, which was the first in the Braves franchise. Which I guess Go Guy are, which you guys have mentioned before. Go Guy Gar. Oh my god. Go Guy Get it right. I just fucking screamed into the mic. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry. What? It's not. It's Thomas uh. And, both Thomas and I were like, no. <laughs> well, what is it again called? Sorry. It's Gal Guy Gar. Okay. Go, 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 Okay. Right. Okay, well if you if you are fans that have watched the whole series, there's a bad guy called Armor Geist. Back up though. If you have not watched if you've not watched Gao Guy Gar, I don't blame you, but you need to listen to the theme song. Okay. I will listen to it. Maybe we should put this on pause while I listen to it and come back. Educate yourself. So, uh, we'll be back from a word after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> after a Sammy calming down. I've never seen. I've probably only seen one complete episode of Gygar. Ga- I've heard the people that sing this before. Because the song is again. Wait, hold on. Let him, let him uh, listen to the song first. No, but I know the artist who sings this. I know I recognize his voice. Now I'm going to listen to it. Just <laughs> <laughs> need to put that in here. I don't know what I'm watching. It looks like a mix of Voltron and Sailor Moon and hideous robots and Transformers. Yeah, so that's... 
every time I see an episode, it's like once every four months, and I only see bits and pieces of it, and I'm always confused, thinking I'm watching the wrong show, because there's like a, a Voltron guy, a guy who's a Power Ranger, then there's okay. like there's trains. Okay, <laughs> go guy, like, fine. There was a guy in the '80s that had a lion. Okay, so I just watched the theme song. Yeah, I forgot about the lion thing too. The the oh, lion, yeah. the lion on the. But first of all, the lion on Go Guy Gar looks. There was a Voltrons, or maybe it was the one that didn't get picked up. There is an old anime from the '80s that someone had a lion on his chest like that. I'm pretty sure it's probably a different design, so I can't really compare it right now while recording. Kind of looks like Mazinger. Yeah, if I was more. Oh well versed in like the older like shows like that like Mazinger Z and all that I yeah. I mean just watching that show just seems like they're really just cribbing on a lot of that stuff they are I but like I uh, I would uh sell my left kidney I would sell both of my kidneys to get the English dub on DVD so why do you recommend this uh show Sammy I'm totally biased my Favorite director and voice actor both voices the main character and directs the show. But also giant robots and also the cool theme song. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I generally don't like mecha shows, but I don't know. This show actually does seem kind of interesting. Even it is though actually, there's a lot of like kid companions in it. It is actually like it is legit good. Two of my friends have like have finished watching it. They love the thing. It's a mixture of I mean, I was going to say it's a mixture of like, you know, it's light and fun, but it's also kind of dark. But that sounds like every other 80s mecha anime. Um, This is a 2000s mecha show, right? Yeah, yes. I could tell by the art style. Like, it was during that period where people were actually going slightly different than the regular (laughs) late 90s art style that was being copied everywhere verbatim. This is the slightly skinnier art style of anime characters with bigger eyes somehow. It's, it's, you know, they're evolving. It came out in 97. It looks just like regular, like 90s, like late 90s. It looks like Escaflone. It has 49 episodes. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I brought it up is because (laughs) one of the villains is called Armorgeist and is four dinosaur creatures that merge into Madgeist. Only when they all merge, they get reduced intelligence. The only one not based on any of those robots is Slag the Triceratops. Now I'm just excited about Gagagar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So something funny, uh, they were originally from a toy line that had human pilots in them, which of course were removed when they came over to America and were p- incorporated into the Transformers brand. Interesting. So I have something really hilarious that I have a note here that I made before I realized I was going to have my GoBots ban. Someone made a comic where they used the GoBots characters' archetypes to tell the exact same plot of the Transformers movie, but with the GoBots characters. (laughs) I'm like, why? (laughs) Uh, I found that while... While researching this, and I'm like, you know what, I have to mention it to Thomas, because it's just too ridiculous. It seems like a waste of time, first of all. It sounds good. Oh. Sounds like that should be the first thing we watch, <laughs> with no other context. We don't watch, you have to read it. It's a comic. Oh, it's a comic? Okay. Yes. Those were my fun facts about transforming dinosaur robots. 
Anyway, I think I've run out of anything to talk about the Dinobots. How about you, uh, Thomas, Sammy? Just reading all these fun facts and quotes and the ideas that they kind of had for the Dinobots before they were actually implemented in the show just kind of like soured my view on the Dinobots. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said they were awesome. You said that they were the best episode you had ever seen so far. Yes. So I'm I'm hoping that I see them again sometime soon to just forget this episode of the podcast. (laughs) What, their descriptions didn't do it for you? No, they were dumb. The two of them were pretty good where they just was like, hey, nothing matters except fighting and being mean to everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Only in war is their happiness. I don't need friends. My opinion before this was, I don't like the Dinobots. My opinion after this, I don't like the Dinobots. But I'm glad they went with the choices that they did. Because, man, it could have been a lot worse. So, like, you know, probably seeing the dinosaurs because they looked cool, right? The dinosaurs. (laughs) I guess I'll just watch my other alien dinosaur show called Dino Saucers, where alien dinosaurs come to Earth and, like the Transformers, befriend three Earth kids that only they know about their appearance on Earth as they have secret battles across the planet. You do know that they're bringing back dinosaurs to comics, right? What? That sounds like something you just said but, to throw me off guard. But no, it's real now, isn't it? It's real, yeah. Who even remembers this show? I don't know if it's out. I don't... Okay, what are the... Oh, God. I, don't, I, for, I forgot who is putting it out. But, like, they're the ones who just keeps picking up all these dead franchises and just making comics. And I'm like, What dead franchises have also been made? Please say Dino Riders. Um, What? I wish Dino Riders. That would be cool. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's related to this or if it's the same group, but I'm pretty sure they brought back Flintstones. There was a comic line for the Flintstones. Well, I mean, they're bringing back GoBots. Uh, uh, why'd you tell that to Thomas? Now he'll like, a, now he'll start every episode with the next issue that he read. So, <laughs> what is that company's name who's trying to revive all of these dead properties and bind them up? I'm actually looking it up right now. I believe it's Lion Forge. I've never heard of. Them. Uh, yeah, it's Lion Forge. And they're just doing comics or other media. No, they're, like they're 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 a comic company. This is oh. how so many other comic companies just die off rather than having any kind of good comics they always just buy licenses and then three years later they're dead this has been (laughs) a huge recurring pattern that i've noticed since i was a kid what with comics having slimer and the real ghostbusters and um right i think ghostbusters is back and, and they got like the green hornet and uh and then that all just died like three like five years later And then so many other people just keep doing it. They're like, hey, we got all the licensed comics because we don't have any good ideas. So we're just going to take them from everyone else and start a company out of it. I don't know if that's what this company is doing. Like, for all I know, they started with, you know, indie comics too. But I just noticed it a lot. God, even 10 years ago, there was some company that was like, yeah, we're going to do all these licensed things. Dead. Already dead. Seems like a fantastic idea. Yes. Let's spend all this money getting a property and then not make any profit on it because it's comic books. We don't need profit. (laughs) Well, because we all remember what happened to Dreamwave. Oh, man, we're going to put out Transformers, Mega Man, Darkstalkers, 
and then we are not going to pay any of our artists or our writers, and then fail when we don't have any money to do anything else. Nobody was getting paid for months, and they weren't sure what was happening. Then they filed for bankruptcy, so they wouldn't have to pay anybody. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm just surprised that there was never a spinoff comic book for the Dinobots in the IDW universe, because I have there the is. one... I have the Transformers Prime Dinobots Wait, yeah, no. spinoff. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's four graphic novels that follow the Dinobots on cyber on a dead Cybertron during the course of the Transformers Prime TV series. I'm incredibly upset because the cover for either number two or number three is this beautiful picture of Starscream's face, and then he doesn't appear anywhere. Well, I remember the stories were actually kind of good, but I still didn't really get a sense of any of the characters while reading it from, like, graphic novel to graphic novel. I'd already forgotten what the other Dinobot characters did that wasn't Shockwave who showed up. So, yeah, that's how memorable yeah. it what left an impact on me. <laughs> mm, oops. But, yeah, I don't uh... remember either, so. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I think we have talked enough about transforming robotic dinosaurs. I'm sorry, dinosaurs. I think we are ready to end this podcast. Signing off for today, without voting to end the podcast by his hosts, is Sean. Sammy Gar. And Thomas. (laughs) 